0: Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel
1: member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the Reconciling Grace of Jesus Christ.
2: Thanks for joining us for another episode, podcast of Reconciling Grace. We are here to discuss topics and passages that are sometimes in the Bible, sometimes related to the Bible. My name is Pete Becky. I am an associate pastor for Christway Community Church in Pleasantville, Ohio. I'm joined today with our uh, by pastor Josh Kugel. Josh is the pastor of First Baptist Church of Lyman in Gulfport, Mississippi, and the person who's going to be. More or less leading our discussion, or at least starting off our discussion today, is Pastor Don McDonald. He's also known as Pastor Mac, or P. Mac. He is the pastor. He's been there, you know, a couple of months, I think like 28 years. Pastor at Danforth Reformed Church in Danforth, Illinois. And just, uh, you know, full disclosure, Pastor Mac and I go back many, many years. Uh, We were in high school together. Uh, and uh, w- we still love each other, don't we, not? <laughs> we still put up with each other. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: no, know? it's like, I, I, for the record, I left Lyons Township and went to Carl Sandburg, it's my middle of my sophomore year. But Pete and I still maintained a friendship through all those years. I um, found it interesting, um, Reverend Kugel, the most holy Kugel, uh, basically. Uh, talked about just recently about celebrating parents day and as we were going through that process i found myself having lights coming on and actually you know pete brought some of this up in the parenting celebrating a parent's day the the reality of the authority uh parental authority in christianity and how does that relate to our children and how do we raise our children in a world where um, schools want greater voice in how our children are mentored than the home and normally as as we know with reconciling grace panel i try not to get into political things such as this nature but There is a spiritual dimension to the reality that we as Christian parents, and now mine are grown and on their way as grandparents too, need to ask the question about how do we mentor our children in a world where other voices want to mentor more with authority than what's in the home. And what I've learned over the years, especially when working with schools and parents is that sometimes the parent has to sort of sit down with the principal and say, now, we're not totally comfortable with the direction you're taking our child, and here's why. And those can be very, very, very awkward conversations, and yet I've been blessed with the ministers, uh, administrators here in East Central Illinois that at least allow a fluid dynamic conversation of defining how we should raise our children and the direction they should go in. Um, So it's a difficult subject and it's one where, you know, we tend to shy away from sometimes. And yet we do need to discuss, you know, that sense of role of parent authority in Christianity and how do we bring our Christianity into raising our kids if they are in a public school
2: environment. So Mm -hmm. what's some of your thinking on that as I introduce this? Well, this can I uh, just okay. bring in a couple of little things, that maybe a little background that might be helpful here? Um, I know Don, your wife is just recently retired as a teacher. She was in public school, was she not? She was. Public, she was public school teacher. My um, my dad lived most of his adult life in the public education sector. My brother is a public school teacher, has been for basically all his adult life. Josh, don't you have some of that in your family as well? or no? well,
0: My wife um, teaches in a public school, but she homeschooled our kids for 16 years, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's, yeah, that's the other thing. Also I was taught,
0: and also taught in a private Christian school for a couple of years too.
2: Sure. Because that's the other thing I was going to say too, is for us, our oldest child went to public school through, I think, fourth grade, and we homeschooled him the rest of the time. The um, middle child we had went to a uh, Christian school, Dayton Christian School, basically from kindergarten through graduation, as did our daughter. Uh, She did a couple of years of homeschool through that Dayton Christian School. So what I'm trying to say is we have a little bit different backgrounds here, but all of us have some background with public schools i know that don and i both graduated from public schools i think you did too probably josh is that correct
0: i did not oh you did not
2: oh you are holy holy i i am
0: a k through 12 christian school
2: okay well still but that's that's good i just wanted to kind of let our listeners know where we're coming from from our perspectives and that's that i think that's that's important for them to understand that it's not like you know we we you know we're coming at it from somebody. All we've ever experienced is X Y Z. I think we've all yeah. had some diverse experiences there. And, and in my case, well,
1: look, with all of our right. children, for the record, with all of our children, they were purely public school all the way through. So we yeah. we did not um, go that separate road.
0: Let me let me set a different part of the stage. Um, there is no indication in Scripture where the Bible allows a parent to give someone else responsibility for raising their children. Mm -hmm. Um, Public school, private school, any kind of schooling like that is not a God-ordained institution. Um, The family is, and the mom and dad are God-ordained positions, and that's the way you bring a child in. And it seems like wherever you look through scripture, even in the Ten Commandments, that the responsibility falls on parents to raise their children and so the reason i'm saying this is when when whenever there is a difference between a parent and and an institution it could be that a a lot of people like to point out lately especially with things in florida and some other stuff that the the educator is trained to teach your children i get that but the educator does not have a god-given responsibility to raise my children and so if there's ever a difference in in, in one or the other, like a, a parent and a teacher or something like that, I, I just want to, and my wife is a teacher, my daughter's teaching school, my mom was a teacher. I I I love teachers, I think that's a high calling and everything like that, but it's not as high a calling and as high a responsibility as being a parent is. And so um, you know, there there have been times when I've been concerned about parents' school, and, and Don, you even talked about where you go in and talk to the, uh, the teacher. And if you make it to an impasse, um, it's not one of those things where you throw up and say, well, they're the, they're the teacher. No, no, no. You're going to stand on judgment day one day. And even before then you're going to answer to God for the way you raise your children. And then, um, you know, you're supposed to to tie these laws and you're talking about back in Deuteronomy and something I read when I, when we dedicate kids in a church is that um, you know, teach these laws to your children. Um, you got from children is not honor your teacher, even though I think we are supposed to honor adults and those who are responsible for us and all, but honor your dad and your mom. You know, there's this whole, in, in, in the first institution God created, it seems to be is, is marriage and then within marriage, children. So God puts, and I, it's just so, where I know we're gonna go from here, it's just so that we have an understanding is that, Public schools are great, private schools may be great too, homeschooling is great and all this kind of stuff, but parents have responsibility for their kids from God. Parents are, and and we fail at it. Many parents are failing spectacularly at it as are many public schools right now. Um, But just to set from the get-go that the the, the one who should be deciding what's best, how your child is educated, what your child learns, uh, how they socialize, all this kind of stuff. Somebody may have a degree in it, but they still don't have the God ordained responsibility to raise your child. And so, I, I just want to start out with that by by saying all that. But,
1: and and I I think, Josh, with that in mind, there was a time where I had a disagreement with a, a principal, and we we had to have a rather um, brave heart and honor my scotch tradition brave heart moment with that principle you know and what did he say freedom (laughs) it was close (laughs) but but there's there is and and to me it's a healthy tension there there there's a tension here where we as parents acting on because i agree with you it is a god-ordained call to be a parent amen And we have to step in at times and say, listen, this is where we're going to have a discussion because these are things that are important to me as a parent, as you relate to my child. And I made it real clear. This is my child. I'm the responsible one for his discipline. Period. There is no discussion of you lording over me. No, this is my child. This is my home. You don't tell me how to run my home. Only God does. You know, yeah. And and yet, you know, we we were keenly aware that that was a stressor. and And I think there's a place where we as parents, especially as we work in the public school environment, we need to gently, boldly, gracefully sometimes step in and say, but this is where we're going to be as a parent on this particular issue. And we got to find a way to work together on it if we can. If not, You know, that's where you end up saying, well, maybe I've had good parents basically say we're going to go to a Christian school environment because we feel that is a better setting for my child. And I respect that. Now, you know, Pete brought it up quite well, you know, that my wife, Chris, I think she was 36 years in, in public school teaching. The reason she stayed in that setting was there needs to be a voice of Christ amongst our teachers. Yeah. And that she felt called to be in that setting. So I I think when when I'm thinking about the role of a parental authority in Christianity, it's accepting that you're going to be a voice in a system that sometimes isn't going to be happy that you're that voice.
0: Yeah. And you have to
1: be willing to live with that.
0: I, I will say, too, that I think America is coming under, and I think it's God's judgment. Forgive me if that may be bold in saying it, but for outsourcing the raising of our children. I think we're coming under tremendous judgment right now. And I think we're beginning to see that in that um, we're talking about Florida. I'm not going to talk about this too much, but um, we've trusted, parents have trusted a specific company uh, that has a a major presence in Florida to raise our children where we say, if this movie uh, comes from this company, we can sit our kids down and let them watch whatever they want. And now we're finding out that their desires for our children um, at least, if you're our, 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 a type of Christian, than I am, are very different mm-hmm. from my desires for my children, and it's it's up to me at this point to say, well, that's okay. I'm still going to outsource the raising of my children to them. We do that at, at schools as well. When we find out that our teacher has very different desires than we do, or the textbooks have very different desires than we do, it, it falls on us, not the school, to change. It falls on us to make decisions and to 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 work and to. To create and to um, to to deflect and to intercede and all this kind of stuff because the school is not again responsible for my kids and so I think we're watching we're watching some of the most ungodly behavior among many many young people I'm not saying all because I think God is still working and moving in a lot of young people but among many and more than it, generations in the past are doing some very anti-family, anti-God behavior that many parents are ashamed of and complaining about and all this kind of stuff. And I got to be honest, God told you to raise your kids. And if they turn out any different than that, could it be That you allowed somebody else to teach them, allowed somebody else to mentor them, allowed a company to speak to them in all the hours of the night and day, allowed them to zone out on TikTok or or Instagram for hours and hours at a time, getting every other opinion except for God's opinion on their life. And you chose travel ball instead of church, (laughs) but I won't go into that kind of stuff, but you you give your kids one hour a week in a church. And you might pray before some of your meals at home, and you expect that to counter eight hours a day with a teacher that may not be Christian, another eight hours a day watching trash that is put together by a company that has now declared that they have different intents for your kids than you have. And you're going to stand before God and say, I don't know where it went wrong. And God's going to say, I charged you with
1: this. I, I think, Josh, the the thing that comes to my mind, you're, you were working off of uh, Deuteronomy 6, by the way. And I'm going to share a little bit of that text right now where it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. And I love the word "impress." You know, it says impress like that of a coin. Impress on them, your children. Talk about them when you're sitting at home or when you walk along the road or when you lie down or when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Parenting is a lifelong process. It it never stops. and. I think when.
0: And not just lifelong, but it's all day, every day. It,
1: it's 24 it, 7. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I, in my mind, I, I raised my children, and, and my Thomas is my youngest, and most, well, I won't say most, He's, he is very intuitive. All three of them have different intuitive levels. But I've raised them that when they're upset about something, they say, I am upset because you have done. That way, they're learning that you don't call people idiots. You don't cut anyone down, but you state your emotions. And I came back from a very long meeting, a denominational meeting. I put my hanging garb bag on the floor and Thomas got on the bag. And I said, Thomas, you're an idiot. Get off that bag. And he looked at me and he goes, Dad, you're supposed to say I am angry because I am on the bag. You know, And there's that sense of because of living life and parenting in Christ is an intimate part of who we are, he was aware of what I'd done wrong. you know. And, and I think the concern that I will voice is when I'm thinking about parental authority is parenting is exasperating. Parenting is tiring. It's nice you can turn on a screen and take a break, but what are you giving away? You know, as you listen to Josh, you hear Josh say, what are you giving away when you do that? And I think we need to be aware that, and, and I have, I'm blessed with good parents in the life of Danforth because a lot of them put limitations on screen time they are exercising their parental authority. They're say, they are allowed two hours to do this screen. They're allowed this hour to do this. Um, and so, you know, parental authority means that you have to do it 24-7. You have to be aware of it and, and be connected in. Um, I guess my question, sort of bouncing around too, is how do you guys – tell those who you work with how to exercise parental authority in a healthy way within a setting that you're not comfortable your kids are in?
2: I don't know if I can answer that.
1: Say um, say that again.
0: How do you tell those you work with in a healthy way?
1: Well, you know, because sometimes you have to go into a a public school setting, let's say, and I've had to do this, where you want to be affirmative and caring but still assert, I am the parent. How, how do you, you know teach, mentor, disciple people who are dealing with something like this? What, what guidelines do you give them?
2: As I say, I don't know if I can answer that well, because we did it only for the first three or four years with our oldest son. And after that, we were either in homeschool or Christian school but there's a reason for that and I, I don't want to get too far afield here but but some of the things that we've been saying um i think we almost need to take a step back because we're talking about parental authority we're talking about the authority that comes from scripture that comes from god to raise our children and what i see happening is as i say taking a step back i think we're, we're focusing in right now on school but I think that school is just a byproduct of a larger problem where we have let the secular humanistic thought of this world co-opt the idea of education. You know, it wasn't wrong to teach people. I mean, Paul went to rabbinical school you know, the the New Testament talks about. He was raised and he became a Pharisee. Jesus was known as Rabboni, Rabboni, Rabbi, a teacher. They had people who would teach these children. It wasn't always just the parents, but the rabbi in in, in the day of Jesus, when he was walking the earth, of course, Jesus, of course, is still here. We know that. But when Jesus was walking this earth, a rabbi was a respected position. And these people taught the, the children. And what did they teach the children? They taught the children God's ways. Well, when we first started education in this country, my understanding was that it was based on the fact that they they wanted people to learn how to read the Bible. And, you know, they wanted higher education in, in colleges. Most of the higher education uh, places in the first uh, 100 years or so of this nation were were uh, religious in nature they're christian in nature there are a couple of secular ones but we have gotten so far away from teaching the bible we've kind of let the secular humanists co-opt what it means to educate and we have even in the church in my opinion and this is part of the problem we have let them establish the guidelines of what is it that children are supposed to learn what are we supposed to teach them? What do they have to do to be successful in this society? Where in the world did it ever get to be the point that children have to have four and five hours of homework a night, where they have to know all these different kinds of things that they're never going to use? It used to be reading, writing, and arithmetic. Now it's you know all kinds of who knows what kind of things the school wants to push. It's not just the school, it's the society. So I don't know that I can really go into a school and say, you know, this is why I'm having a problem again. First of all, I didn't have to do that because my kids were um, in Christian school. Second of all, I think that the schooling right now is just kind of the tip of the iceberg of a much larger problem.
1: Well, and and I guess... Leaning in on the thought of parental authority in Christianity, you know, because what what you're addressing, Pete, is how do we relate to a culture that in some ways likes to usurp the Christian home? You know, I, I think that's why Josh was so intentional at the beginning of this time to say, Hey, realize parenting is, is a calling of God. Absolutely. And we need to see that. We need to affirm that. And, and I, I think, you know, when when I work with parents whose children are in the public school setting, you know, I spend time first saying, make sure you have a good relationship with that administrator. You know, you're your called to have open doors of communication. You know, make sure you go to the extreme of being gentle, respectful, expecting respect back. That's, that's when I get upset, is when, if that administrator's not respecting you, then you have a legitimate concern. You know, and I think those like yourselves who opted out of the public school setting, it's because you just sensed there wasn't enough respect there for the Christian voice. So therefore, it was better to leave the public school environment and go homeschooling and you know, Christian schooling. Now we were blessed uh here in small town America because um the administrator that I worked with allowed Youth for Christ in the schools, even allowed the youth for Christ. A person to have lunch with the kids in the cafeteria, so there was an openness to having the voice of Christ even in the hallways of the school. So we were lucky that there was an openness to that. And and I think I I
0: just oh go go ahead go ahead. I
1: I think I think the point I would make if I'm sitting down with a parent is make sure that there feels like there's at least an openness to hear your voice and your voice being respected. As you work through issues. So Josh.
0: Yeah. Well I, I was just going to say. I, I, have, um, I have some parents in our church. And some friends who are putting their kids in school. And they've researched the local Christian school. They've researched the local public school. And what they've done is. They're going to drive 40 minutes. To put their kids in a small town public school. Because they've determined. that, And, and it's the weirdest thing. but Because I, I would have never even thought about that. You can pay extra money. Correct. From out of district to put your kids in and, and what they're going for and they're Christians and they know they can have influence on them and all this kind of stuff. And they homeschooled their kids for many years and, and, and now they're going for what they've determined is that small town values with uh, the kind of church culture of a small town is even more to their, what they would desire, at least for their kids than a Christian school in a big city. Um, because you still have the, and it's, it's just, the only reason I say that is because, um, you know, a lot of parents are going to look at this and they're going to do their best to be God honoring. Some just really, I, I, I'm bugged by this in church. We farm out our kids because we don't think we have options or we don't think we can afford options. And I want you to know, I've paid public school taxes for years and years and years. And I've never for my kids used a public school. And that's just, tough and we've sacrificed like crazy we've done without we've never owned a new car um you know we we've, it, i'm sorry to people who think i should be able to have it all and just assume well i'm just going to send my you have options you may not like them but you know and i'm not saying don't put your kid but this family has just said look we have prayed about it we've researched everything and the decision we're making, a lot of people are going, whoa, I wouldn't do that. Or that's kind of weird. But it's not your job. <laughs> it's it's God said to this family, I'm giving you these kids. You're going to care for them like no one else can. A lot of teachers have a lot of ideas for your kids, but they don't go home to your teachers. And they're not going to pay for their college or, or buy them their first car or make sure they get to their first job or however you choose to do it. They are not the parents. and And everybody else may have a different idea. Good for them. Tell them to go, what do they say, pound sand or something like that. I don't know if that's good or not. Tell them to just go do what they do and you because you're going to answer to God for what you do. They are not your kid. And one of the things, the, the president, and I don't want to get into any politics, but one of the things he said to teachers in this last week just killed me. He said, teachers, these are your kids when they're in your classroom. No, they're not. You <laughs> need to understand that. No, they're not. And, and this idea takes a village and all this stuff. That, I get that. We want to have a community that supports families and all this kind of stuff. But as, as Christian people, if we don't recognize that God has called the family structure and crafted the family structure and, and, and messed with our chemicals so much that we desire this. If we, for a second, say, you know what? Maybe there's something to that. Maybe uh, I should give my kids and the responsibility to raise them over to and we and let's just be honest some of us our kids will spend more time in an institution than they will in our home and they'll spend more time in front of a, a, other adults that have different agendas than we do than our own home we better be careful and, and i mean we really better be careful because they're not going to. They may answer in some other way, but not like we're going to. It's, but it's I, I think
1: Josh, the beauty of what you've just said is, with a set of parents who have found small town public school and willing to spend the extra money to cover that, is they are exercising their parental authority.
0: Absolutely, and they're driving forty minutes one way to get there.
1: <laughs> well, and you know, but but the point is, they see the importance. Yes. Of not and being it is a later decision. You know, yeah. and, and that's really what parenting is it's not being lazy, it's being engaged. And if anything, yeah. what I was saying about this particular reconciling grace, after talking about, um, you know, celebrating parents, and one of the last ones we just did is parenting. Is ongoing and it's being connected in. I'm I'm still learning what it is to be a parent to an adult child, and I'm only a six-month grandparent. You know, Pete's Pete's the old man of the bunch, he's got like three thousand
2: grandchildren, you know. Uh, Uh, Only seven, and the oldest just got her temps because she turned 15 and a half. There you go. So he's been doing a a great grandpa, Pete. Let's hope not. Let's hope not yet.
1: But, but to me, you know, when, when I think about the role of parenting, my frustration is, you know, which I'm hearing your voice aggressively on, Josh, is don't give up your right to be a parent. Just because you yeah, drop absolutely. your child, just because you drop your child off at the door of a public school, that child is still your child,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even though the public school... In, in- and I'm just going to get it to, I
0: realize that some people are bad parents. I think we're creating more and more bad parents by the system we're creating to, to help the bad parents. I realize that that does not give the school the right or anybody the right to take your children and the responsibility to raise them away from you. And, and because and, they don't care about your kids like you
1: do. Well, and, 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 they, and the Christian walk. Mm -hmm. you know the importance of the christian walk i mean i've been blessed because you know all three of mine have some form of the christian faith in them two of them are real active one's still trying to figure it out a little bit probably will be his whole life but at least we didn't release them to purely the public school environment matter of fact one of mine um, and I had to go sit in on this one. I thought it was a hoop for the record. Wanted to know why theism wasn't taught as one of the options of evolutionary development, mm. and why wasn't it in a textbook? Mm-hmm. So I had to go sit in on that. And I said, "That child has that right." Yeah, that mm-hmm. child has that right. You know, and and as long as it's and what I've told my my three always is as long as you're respectful. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be a smart butt about it um just be respectful um even though you can assert that you know now i was blessed with highly intelligent children so from their mother not from their father for the record um (laughs) but they they do ask the hard questions they do challenge teachers to think and i'm not totally upset about that because that says these are christian children
2: Mm -hmm. you know so yeah, and if I might bring up too, I mean, I, 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 everything you guys are saying is great. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. Um, I just wanted to bring up that other aspect of it because I think, Josh, you kind of touched on it. Uh, you're absolutely right. The, the parents who are doing the 40-minute drive, wonderful, great. If that's what God is leading them to do, absolutely. Follow what God is leading you to do. But I would challenge parents out there to be able to say, hey, What if godly success doesn't look like worldly success?
0: Mm.
2: What if God is calling us to do something that does not um, meet with the world's standards of success, i.e. going to school, going to college, getting a degree, getting a great paying job, going to do that? Now, I'm not saying that everybody who does that is wrong. By, By no means am I saying that. But what if. God is calling the parents to do something different and not abdicate the responsibility of of a successful life to a secular humanistic society
0: Pete are you saying you can gain the whole world and lose your soul are you saying that
2: um not in such eloquent words as Jesus did <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah you
0: could you could deliver and that's that's the that's culture's answer for every parent is you should put them in the place where they can get the most opportunities mm-hmm. where for socially for educationally and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and and you can get all that stuff and not really get what's most important for
2: eternity and yeah uh, and not only that you can also lose out on stuff i mean where did we ever get the idea and and, and you know you we've all gone to you know post-graduates or to graduate college you know things like that um why is it that you have to be able to do algebra to become a pastor? You know, honestly, if you go to college, you have to do, and I'm just using that, I'm throwing that out there. Why would my dentist need to know Shakespeare? That's another, you know what I'm saying? This is stuff that for whatever reason, we've allowed the secular culture to determine that you have to be able to do this, this, and this in order to get this kind of job. Uh, And then we're just now, as a culture, starting to see, again, a little bit more emphasis placed on the um, skilled labor. Pete, I think,
0: isn't, isn't part of it, and I don't want to talk about a specific kind of mandates, but we just want the easiest solution that we can apply to the most people.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: We do, that, we, we do that with everything. We do that with 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 education and all this. It, yes, if you want to if you want to be here, you should go through this process. And and I think um,
1: though the role of the parent, I'll I'll keep us on task
2: as yeah. I couched with you don't want to talk about
1: mandates come on
2: <laughs> Don needs to keep us on task that's a good idea
1: <laughs> when you gave it when I took this assignment it's like okay you need to keep us on task now let me right because right. I'm so squarely, it's not even funny Um, uh, <laughs> but but the role of a parent at, at to me and the authority of a parent in that in that Mechanical, what we're really talking about is mechanical intellect versus intellect and how the schools have not addressed that really. And it's interesting how that conversation is coming up. But the role of the parent and the authority of the parent at that place is to say, hey, listen, there's great value in that you want to be a plumber. There's great value, you know, it, it's really up to the parent at that point to say, hey, you know, my my middle child will probably never finish college. Guess what? It don't matter. Because, you know, he is love for what he is doing. He's love for who he is as a person. That's the role. You know, if if we look at it from, you know, a
2: schooling viewpoint, oh, no, he didn't finish college. You know what? It don't matter. What if they don't finish high school? What if you can't graduate because you don't have the skills to do I, I use algebra all the time as right, far as right. an example because i couldn't do algebra if my life depended no you on did it. geometry i remember that i no, i i honestly geometry. almost flunked out of both and if i had <laughs> to do either one today i would not be able to if my life literally depended I, on it i would die i, I think you, the boy really i'm i'm, I'm I gonna i'm gonna keep us talking by the
0: way <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to push back a little with that just personally because I think my kids, I want my kids to be highly educated and I don't want their, I, I've got one that's just, actually I may have two that's dyslexic. I've got some that struggle with school and I have told them from the day they were born that I expect them to finish college. Um, if they don't, I'm still going to love them if they if they develop an alternative path or whatever, but I believe we should speak big things to our kids. Now, what I've done the whole time is I, I, I make sure they're in an environment where Christ is honored and all through that. But it's just one of those things, too, where we find a little bit of disagreement
2: on, but it's my kids. Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) And that's that's the point that I was trying to make is if that's what you are supposed to be called to do for your kids, that's fantastic. And by, by all means, do that. I'm just saying, and I think what Don was saying is that we're not all the same, you know, and we have, and that's, yeah. I think the whole point of what we're getting at here is Josh, you're called to, to to bring up your kids. And if that's where God is leading you to, to have your kids go by all means, do it, you know, and, yeah. and, and you know, I'm just saying that every kid is the same and we yeah. are taught. And so it's, I guess the, the thing that I get, and Don, I'm going to let you finish up here in a minute, but I always have been wondering and Josh, you're a big sports fan. I know that. I've always thought that it's really, really, really wrong that there could be somebody. And, and again, we have, I understand the idea that hardly anybody is going to make it in, in big as a professional athlete. Okay. I understand that. But I've always thought that it was really, really, really wrong to be able to say to such and such a person, you're a great basketball player. You're a great football player, but you can't play because you didn't pass this test in well, math or well, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever it might be. And that—that's the only outlet they have to be able to use their God-given abilities. That's—that's—and yeah. we've let the schools and the yeah. secular governments dictate that.
0: E- equally as bad as that is to t- teach kids born in the inner city and grown in, and re- who who are raised in the inner city that the only way out of the inner city is through sports.
2: Absolutely, but
0: that's another thing altogether. Sure. But, but I,
1: I think when we're looking at parental authority, which is the what we're addressing
2: here, it is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: Is the reality of the challenge that I leave is be involved in your children's lives. Be aware of what your school boards are expounding. If you're not comfortable with that, then, you know, there is the alternative of private Christian schools or do you know like what josh's parents did that you know and not parents but the congregational members who are parents did they did some homework and discovered there was a better place for their kids to go to that wasn't public setting that had a christian slant as it were um you or know, homeschool or homeschool you know uh 16 years i don't know your poor wife we've got to live and
0: the answer is but i can't afford it and i'm not qualified Okay, work on those things.
1: Exactly, but that's taking on parental authority, saying, I have the yeah. authority to do yeah. this. And, yeah. and I think that's something that really comes to mind as we get ready to close Reconciling Grace is start with the reality of you are the authority over your home, as Josh has said so beautiful. Start with the reality of the Deuteronomy six verses four all the way up to eight, that you are called to present Christ every breath of your life as you work with your kids. Ask them what's going on in their classroom. Talk to them. My favorite time of when I was raising my young kids was right after they got off the school bus in the backseat of the car. That's the only time they talked to me. I made sure I was there every day Mm -hmm. that they were in, in there to hear their voices, to let them voice on me what they were experiencing. Was that a Christian thought? Was that something you really thought you should have heard? How are you going to reflect that? How will you see that that's not truly what we believe? It's being engaged, Mm -hmm. operating your parental authority. Um, Like I said, all three of ours went through the public school um, process. My eldest girl um, in high school worked with the uh, junior high presenting Christ to Youth for Christ. My youngest one, has been doing Campus Crusade on the campus of U of I. Um, Boy,
2: so, they need it, too.
1: Yeah. They do.
2: Is, that, is that Indiana?
1: Indiana. Ooh, U no. of I, good old University of Illinois. Yay. Well, they,
0: need, they need a Campus Crusade.
1: You know, uh, which, you call, which they call crew now, by the way. They, they go yeah. by crew. So... If you practice your parental authority and you present Christ to your children, even if they stay in the public school environment, you can still teach them who Christ is as they reflect on you, what they're experiencing in the classroom.
2: And, and I can't I can't stress enough that because I, I, I want to say this for sure. I want to make sure that I am clear on this. Go where God tells you to go with your family do what god tells you to do with your family because everyone is different and i am a firm believer guys and i think you guys probably are too that if god truly calls any of us to do something if he truly calls us to do a specific thing he's going to provide the way to do it if we'll just be obedient to him and you know so those of you say well we can't homeschool josh kind of like you said it well Then get yourself prepared to homeschool if that's what God wants you to do. And he'll prepare that way to to let it be done. It it might entail sacrifice.
0: Think of of all the Bible characters that had excuses for why they shouldn't be doing what God had uh, called them to do. Um, Jonah. Well, Moses, I mean, Gideon, you know, I mean. Or
1: or even Daniel, who stayed in, in a very secular environment. Got mm-hmm. hostile yep. but Stayed in it. I, I love the counter argument of why you stay within the life of the public school.
2: Sure, sure. And again, because and they're both all of those are are absolutely good. They're great examples, and they're legitimate examples. Because that's why I'm saying there's not a one size fits all. The bottom line is we are the authorities for our children. That's the biblical way to look at it. And it, it might not be the same for my children as yours, but. Do what God calls you to do. That's that's who we're going to answer to.
1: Hence, parental authority. You know, lean into God. Pray over your decisions you make as parents. I know uh, we're blessed with a lot of young families, and I find myself praying over them on a regular basis that they operate their parental authority so that Christ is proclaimed in their homes
2: and in the school.
1: Yeah, some of my thinking. On this particular reconciling grace
2: yep well i thank you guys for um sharing and then this is kind of i don't want to use the word it was emotional i think it's something that that means a lot to all of us because you know we, we're, we're called to do what god tells us to do we're called to be pastors we're doing that the way god wants us to god hasn't called me to pastor danforth reform church or her first baptist of Lyman you know, and that's okay because he's put us in these places where we are supposed to be. And as as parents, we are called to um, be parents to the children God has given us in the situations he's given us. So I think this has been a fantastic um, discussion today and we could go on for a long time, but we've gone on longer today on this discussion than we do on most others. So I think it's probably time for us to be wrapping things up. So Pastor Mac, Don McDonald, thank you for Taking the bull by the horns and leading us through all this, and and Pastor Josh Kugel, I thank you for um, sharing your thoughts and insights on this. And my name is Pete Vecchi, and uh, again, associate pastor at Christway Community Church in Pleasantville, Ohio. I should say, Josh Kugel is from um, First Baptist Church Lyman in Gulfport, Mississippi, and Pastor Don McDonald is from Danforth Reform Church, Danforth, Illinois. So for the three of us, folks, I hope that this has been edifying for you. Bottom line, pray about it. Be the parents God wants you to be. And let him lead you and follow where he leads. So thank you for joining us for Reconciling Grace. Lord willing, we'll see you again next time. This has been Reconciling
0: Grace.